and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are coming to you uh, on an off day uh, because we need to talk about all things West Bromwich Albion. To do so, we've brought uh, Dan on, one of our best guests, of course, uh, founder of Baggies Facts. You can now find him on Twitter at 1878 underscore WBA. Uh, now, Dan, we kind of talked about having you on for a segment this week uh, regardless, and then there was news that kind of made it even more pertinent uh, with Alan Pardew departing the club. Now, usually when we do these, we start by asking what happened, uh, but eight straight losses is what happened, so I'm more interested in getting more into the narrative of uh, how did you view the Alan Pardew era uh, at West Brom? Well, the Alan Pardew era has been... A bit of a shambles, really. Um, one Premier League win, three wins in total, two of them coming in the FA Cup. Um, a quite memorable one at Liverpool was probably the highlight for Alan Pardew during his time at the club. Um, but that is literally it. Um, we've, we've bagged one win in the Premier League, um, and that was uh, against a Brighton side, which really struggled on the day. Um, it's just so frustrating the season we've had. We've, we've gone from Pulis to to then Megson taking over for two games and looking like we might we might be able to push on from that point. Um, and then we've appointed Pardew. And at, at the time, of course, I wanted to back whoever it was the club with. But I mean, and, and I'm not even to say with hindsight because. My opinion at the time was that we probably should have gone for uh, a younger manager, um, someone with a bit of ambition, a bit of bite, some, someone that wanted to get in there and manage a Premier League club that maybe hadn't done so before, um, someone with attacking football traits. Um, but it just, as many people will know and as has been mentioned many times by the media, there is this group of managers that seem to just get jobs wherever um, and the club went down what was um, a uh, tried and tested route with a manager that seemingly would have seen us safe um, however it was a complete failure um, I think that Pardew maybe got the job because um, He's got contacts at the club in in Hammond, who, who works in in the like player recruitment sort of area, um, and it, it just it just doesn't seem to have worked at all in terms of the whole fit. I mean, we've gone from Pudis to Pardew. They're both old-fashioned, you know, managers who've. Been there and done that, shall we say. Um, Pulis defensively sound most of the time he was during you know his his entire managerial career. He's, he's set up teams to, to just defend leads. Um, and then Pardew is sort of the opposite, but he just didn't he just didn't manage to he, when he when he first take, took charge of a club he sort of tried to prove a point and 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 go all for it and and play he, he went for it a few times and, and tried to just 
crowd crowd teams out with an, a number of strikers on the pitch or um and it, it just just hasn't none of it has, has worked. It's 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 just so frustrating being a fan and seeing a group of players that are probably well at the start of the season we were saying they were probably the best assembled group of players that this club's had in such a long time. Um and they're playing like they, they don't even know each other. Um, they're playing such awful football. It is completely unwatchable, as bad as it was under Pulis even. Um, and we just, because of it, we're not picking up results. And I just don't think, I mean, you probably hear, you probably hear it a lot from fans where the players will have a bad game and, and they'll say, oh, the effort wasn't there. Um, it's, it's a bit of a cliche thing to say, but the effort really isn't there. If you look what happened with the whole Barcelona incident, um, I mean, Pardew should have been sacked at that point, really. The fact that he's been allowed, what is it, six games more, is absolutely ridiculous. And it's not even as if we've picked up a couple of points during those six games. Um, but the attitude of the players showed a complete disdain towards the club, the fans, the people that pay the wages. Um, and, I, and I just feel that players really don't care as much as they'll say so on WBA official channels and, um, you know, that, that they'll say the right thing when they're spoke to by the media after games. And, and that's all well and good. But when you see players continuously bottling out of tackles and when you see continual defensive lapses that are so bad it's like almost Sunday league standard. Some of the goals we've conceded um, in, in these last probably eight to ten games have been absolutely laughable. Like basic defensive mistakes. Um, Johnny Evans, who's supposed to be a £25 million defender, has been playing like I would play at centre-back. Absolutely atrocious. And I can't win. We can't defend him. Matt, Matty Phillips has been absolutely abysmal on the wing. Abysmal. No, no end product. Scared to take a player on. Bottling out of tackles. That's the biggest one for me. I mean, you want to see effort. You want to see people at least giving it a go. At least with James McLean and some of the younger lads who probably haven't got as much game time under their belt. You know they're going to give you hundred percent. And I'd in the situation we've been in. You do just want your players to to give everything they've got and to put all the energy and fight they've got into the cause. And I mean, against Burnley, um, first half there was just a complete lack of anything. It was just it was just watching players go through the motions and to think that people's livelihoods are on the line. There's going to be staff at the club that could potentially lose their jobs. Um, and then, and then themselves, the players, they, they're going to take a huge pay cut, potentially some of them if they go down and don't find another club. I just, I don't get, it just seems to have been rotten for so long and we've just got come to a head and we've tried to firefight our way out of it with, with appointing Pardew and, and it just doesn't, none of it has, has, has worked, unfortunately. I've gone on a bit of a, I've rambled on a bit there, Kev. <laughs> No problem. Obviously, a lot of things uh, to get off your chest. Um, 
things obviously not looking great, but with every moment like this, there's a chance to rebuild. Obviously, there will be a next manager of West Brom, though we don't know who it is at this time, obviously. Uh, if you had your druthers, would you rather try to find a manager and make one last push to try to stay up this season? Or would you try to look at more of a long-term appointment uh, to try to set uh, your, yourself up for next year? Yeah, there's, there is zero chance of us staying up now, Kev. Absolutely mm. zero chance. Um, we'd need to win pretty much. You know, we, we would probably have to win all of our remaining fixtures. Um, and we've got to go away to Man United. I mean, like, I can't see it happening. Um, so, with Darren Moore taking the job until the end of the season, um, I think it just gives us a bit of time to to look at what players we're going to be keeping and um, maybe looking at some of the younger players who, who are going to probably get an opportunity next season and it gives the club some time to make the correct decision in regards to who we're going to be appointing as first team manager next season. Um, but we've got to get this appointment right because if we don't, I mean... I don't want to sound blasé about it, but there's you know there's Albion fans out there that might well be thinking that we're going to be up there in the playoffs maybe and fighting for automatic promotion. And do you know what? I I can't I can't see that personally at the minute. I I think that we need time, um, and there's going to be such a turnaround of of faces in the summer. Um, a lot of our first team are going to be on the way out. We're going to be employing a, a whole new load of players. Um, hopefully hungry, younger, talented ones that have got something to prove. Um, but it might not it might not work straight away. That the players might not gel. We might still continue on a bad run of form. There does seem to be a grey cloud over the club at the minute. We've got to get rid of that somehow. And it's not always just as simple as doing that. You know, look at look at what Sunderland have done this season. Um, we have to be really careful that we, we don't make no knee-jerk, silly decisions and we, we need to carefully plan how we're going to be able to turn this situation around and eventually, hopefully, get back in the Premier League. But I, I really don't see some kind of short-term fix and I really don't see us setting the Championship alight next season. Um, I think it could be a long, difficult season where we do have to just consolidate and, and look to a future and see where we are and evaluate things yeah i might be wrong and we might be able to push for the playoffs but um i think we have to be realistic about the demise that the club has been under for such a long time i mean if you look at the back end of last season we didn't win in i don't think in our last 10 games and then this season we've won three games in total out of 32 we're on a run of of one game one win in 30 one win in 30 oh. football matches. We've failed to pick up any points in our last eight Premier League matches, which is the worst run for any team in professional football in England. So it's not going to be a, a case of, oh, we, we're going down and appoint a new manager, bringing some fresh faces, everything's going to be all right. Because we need to be looking at, at the chairman. He's ambitious how he's going to run we need to be looking sorry i didn't i didn't mean the chairman i meant the owner we're going to be appointing a new chairman um which is likely to be um a 
a business partner of um, Mr. Light, it'll be Mr. Lee, who who is looking to probably going to be our chairman next season. Um, and the chief exec is going to be um, Mark Jenkins, who was previously in that role for the club under our former chairman. Um, and I just feel that they need to be looking at the recruitment structure. They need to be looking at how we're going about scouting players. Because, I mean, having had Pulis for three years, I mean, scouting sort of goes out the window because he, he just he just rings his pals and, and decides what players are going to be, we're going to be signing. We've not picked up a hidden gem from abroad for a long time. And that was something that our club was so good at doing. Um, we, we've signed a lot of expensive players from the British Oil, from the British Oils, and a lot of them haven't done a job. Livermore has been absolutely shocking at times. I've got no idea why an England manager would even pick him for the England team. Um, and and he's not the only one. There's there's been a, a few that have really underperformed, um, including Gareth Barry. Like what an absolute joke his signing's been. Mm. Um, he was he was out clubbing the night before our game on Saturday. Um, he wasn't in the squad and he wasn't due to be playing. But I think following all, everything that happened with with um, Taxi Gate, as it's known, I suppose in in Barcelona, you'd think he'd have a bit more sense than to be seen out clubbing the night before for a match. And I don't know. I just I just think that. The fans have suffered for a long time and and that's not like oh pity us West Brom fans because football fans have it hard at times, you know. The reason we enjoy football is because it's unpredictable and you never know what might happen and you have to take with rough with the smooth and enjoy the good times when they come. Um and equally you need to be show as much support as you can during the tough times. Um but it is difficult then regardless of that, to, to show unwavering support when the players aren't giving 100%, when it appears that the club are making decisions based on factors that aren't beneficial to the fans. Um, and so a lot of questions are there to be answered. And um, I just feel that us Baggies fans have just been a bit shortchanged for the last, at least the last 18 months. Yeah, also adding to kind of the bad news is that uh, towards the end of March there, um, you got a new chief executive in and then basically all the headlines were that he was shocked at the state of the club's finances and that things are really bad. Um, And I messaged you and I was like, is it as bad as it sounds? And you were like, kind of not. Uh, So I think that'd be Mm. a good thing for for folks at home to hear uh, as to what's really going on there. Yeah, I think you can read the comments from Mark Jenkins, who's obviously doing some big reviews of the club and, and the ingoings and the incomings and outgoings of, of money. And um, we have clearly spent probably a little bit too much on player wages, um, which would be fine if we were staying in the Premier League. Um, but I think the smart thing Albion have done is that we've got drop-down clauses on every single player's wage which I believe is about 50%. So every single player will drop down to a wage which is affordable for us in the championship. Um, I think that 
because we're going to be dropping down, obviously, we're not going to be picking up as much TV money, although we do pick up a fairly large amount um, in the parachute payment. So I think we pick up like maybe 50 or 60 million, maybe as opposed to 100 million that would that we'd be getting if we were to stay up. Um, and so that sort of evens itself out. Um, I think that the shock that Mr Jenkins was talking about was probably just the way things have been run since the new chairman, sorry, the new owner has, has come in, that we've probably took a, a... Maybe we've signed some players that we might not have signed previously. Maybe we haven't vetted players properly. Maybe we've signed players that historically our chairman wouldn't have wanted us to sign. Um, but I, I think that we're going to be financially stable. Um, but it, I, I don't think that in the long term it's going to have a massive, massive effect. It's not going to turn the club in. You know, I don't think we're going to be heading down the lines of, you know, seeing the club go bankrupt. But um, I think it is imperative that we do we have to try and get promoted again within the probably two to three seasons of receiving our, our parachute payments from the Premier League. Um, but I think, like like I, like I said, I think it, it was dressed as a bit of a doom and gloom story, and West Brom are really struggling for cash. I don't I don't think we 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 ultimately we, we, we're struggling that much. Um, I think it's just a case of us having to be more streamlined, make smarter signings. Um, and it's going to probably mean getting rid of the shit that we've 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 had this season. You know, yeah, Gareth Barry. Which players think, do you think are are the most likely to head out the door? Um, well, Gareth Barry will be gone. He he needs to be first um, in a taxi out of the half ones. Um, I think that <laughs> you just that was, that was a slow slow reaction. <laughs> that was good. Um, but I think Johnny Evans will definitely be gone because I believe there's a release clause in his contract should we get relegated, so he'll be available for about three million quid. So some someone will take a punt on on Johnny Evans, possibly even a, a pretty decent side. Um, I can I'm hoping that Jake Livermore leaves. Um, I'm hoping that Matty Phillips leaves. Um, I'm 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 not so foot. Do you know what? Out of the whole squad, probably I'm, uh, there's probably maybe three or four players that I'm adamant that we should definitely keep. Such such has been the ineptitude of our performances this season and the off-field stuff. And, you know, I, I think if we can keep Kieran Gibbs, that would be bloody fabulous, but I don't think we'll manage that. Ben Foster, um, club stalwart, you know, he's he's been at the club for a long time now and, He's, he's still a, a, a very good goalkeeper. Um, I'd like to see us keep Chris Brunt. His delivery will be extremely important, I think, in the Championship. Um, I'd like to see us keep Claudio Jakob, again, because he gives 100% and dropping down a league might well be, it might well be that we would have let Jakob leave if, if, if we were still a Premier League club, but I think being in, in the Championship... Um, I'm I'm hoping we'll keep him and he'll he'll be a battler for us in the championship. Um, and you have a lot of young pop, talent around. 
We have, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see us probably keep Jay Rodriguez and Rondon, but I think Rondon might get a move somewhere because he's, he's quite clear that his talents have been held back whilst playing for our football club the last few years. But I, I mean, like, yeah, we, we have got a, a lot of young talent, in fairness. Um, but we haven't seen enough of them. Um which is a shame, really, because, I mean, in our perilous situation now, there is no reason why we shouldn't just be fielding as, as many young players as we can. Oli Burke, who we signed for about 15 million, he's got the talent to do something. Um, he's, he's very pacey, he's got a trick in him. He can be a bit positionally, a bit naive, but he's definitely someone that could do really well in the Championship. Sam Field, he's probably... He's probably been our best centre midfielder this season, and yet players just haven't—sorry, managers—just haven't trusted him to do that. Apart from Megson, um, and despite his his tender age, you know, he's he's probably been our best performing player when he's played in in the middle of the park. Um, and we've got we've got some other young talent as well, um, coming through. Um, I think that. In order for us to, I'll just try to explain. It. I think in order for us to see those players now, it's going to be quite tough because I think even still, we're not going to want to go down with a whimper. I think we're going to still. I think Jared Moore is going to have it in his head um, that we're going to try and get some wins under our belt, maybe. And it, I mean, I'm not sure that that's going to be the, the best way forward. But it would it would be nice to see some some younger players come in and, and do what they can. I mean, we've had a lot of our young talent are out on loan. Like we've, we've had Johnny Lecco. Um, he's, been, he's been out on loan, but he, he's back with us now. Um, we've got a young lad called Rakeem Harper. Um, he was out on loan at Blackburn for a short period. Um, he was highly thought of. So I mean, we've we've got players that other clubs have looked at, um, young players that could probably forge a career for themselves in the Premier League. So we need to try and utilise them over the next few games. But I just don't think that Big Dave Darren Moore. I don't think that he's he's going to necessarily turn to the, those youngsters straight away. I think he's still going to, especially this next game. I think he's still going to want to field a what would be perceived as a strong first team um you know to try and, and get a win yeah as uh, a final question for me and then obviously you, you can wrap with uh, any final thoughts of your own um i'm interested in this this correlation between talent and effort because we talked multiple times at the end of both windows and i know i've mentioned this to you before about how we thought you had really good transfer windows both times and you've mentioned before that this is the most talented West Brom uh, team that you've seen assembled. But at the same time, this might be the least amount of effort we've seen from uh, a side wearing your colors. It, do you think there's a one-to-one -one correlation there? Or, or what do you think the cause and effect was there between having so much natural talent at the squad and so little performance? It could well be that... Um... 
we've we've gone and attracted players that we wouldn't necessarily have attracted maybe three or four years back in in Johnny Evans in Krikoviak. Um and I'm not sure necessarily whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, I literally couldn't, I couldn't give a definitive answer to that question because surely, as a Premier League footballer playing for any team in the Premier League, you're not want to make a, you're not going to want to make a show of yourself and get relegated with 20 points at the end of the season. But that's exactly what we're doing. Um. I just maybe we've just give up a bit too soon. Maybe the confidence hasn't been there. Maybe the players haven't wanted to play for either of our managers. Um, maybe there's egos in there that think they're better than our club. I mean, Johnny Evans portrays himself outwardly as you know that as a good guy, but does he really want to be at West Brom? Does he? Probably not. Yeah. Um. And ultimately, these players that are good enough to still probably play Premier League football and put the effort in for another team, they're not going to be missing out on us getting relegated. They'll get a new contract somewhere else, being paid similar or the same money, and be ready to impress a new set of fans. And, you know, that's football. And it's not maybe how it was back even 10 years or so ago, but that's just, it is how it is now. And, I mean, there is one thing I do want to address, Kev, is the fact that people have been saying, as neutrals, neutrals have been saying, oh, you shouldn't have got rid of Pulis. Yeah. Um, but we really should have got rid of Pulis and we should have done so probably long before we actually did. I think the, the problem has come from us not appointing the right manager or Pulis's signings not being the right ones. Um, or even... A, num- a number of different things but I don't think it was I don't think that uh, assumption that Pulis would have kept us up is, is fair at all um, he was he was taking us down the football we was playing and the position that we were in when he left it was it was untenable and he did need to, to leave when he did um, so for for all seemingly all knowing football fans across wherever that think that Pulis you know, would have kept us in the Premier League. I, I really, I really genuinely don't think he would have, having watched his football for three years and seen the way that we were playing and seen the confidence of the players. And um, I just wanted to just nip that in the bud because it's so frustrating to to hear that one throw, thrown at West Brom fans when really, as I say, he, he definitely wasn't the man to to be keeping us in the Premier League. Yeah, and he's the reason why you were in the situation where you had to let him go and bring someone else in in the first place. And then his yeah. task, while not untenable, certainly has not been successful. Um, overall, how do you feel about uh, the future of the club? Are you somewhat looking forward to the championship and the idea that you could win matches? I know you aren't thinking uh, playoffs as some are, but uh, in theory, it should be at least more fun to go. Yeah, more games and... Um quite a few grounds that I haven't been to or haven't been to for a while. Um, as a football fan, it, it, I mean, it does make a difference because you want to see your club be as successful as they can. However, but in terms of the match day experience and being a fan of a football club, um, 
it makes no odds what what league whether whether I'm watching Albion in the Premier League or whether I'm watching him in the Championship League One, League Two, um, in the in the Conference as it's known or, or whatever it's known as now. I, I, it makes no difference to me because I'll always be a West Bromwich Albion fan. I don't support the club through any other reason that my family did, and it was just the club I had to support growing up. So, I mean, I don't know any other way and no no matter what happens, I think that, you know, I'll, I'll be there and, you know, a, a large majority of fans still will be. But I do think that there the might well be a drop-off from the fans that wanted to have a bit of a day out and, and watch other teams. I, I've never gone to a football match that interested in the opponent you know whether that of course mm. you know we all like watching nice footballers but when I'm watching the Albion I couldn't care less as long as we win we need to try and win the match you know there are definitely there's definitely an element of supporters not just of West Bromwich Albion that that go to football and it's all it's all about the I don't know this this football entertainment package and it it just isn't for me what football is. Football for me is is having a beer before the game, creating a good atmosphere, watching your team put hundred percent in, and hopefully winning a football match, and and then doing it all again the week after. I mean, there's so much media focus now on the Premier League, and there's so much that isn't football that is thrown in amongst a package of football, and it's just a bit too much to be honest and and so I don't think that side of it is anything is anything that I'll miss to be honest so um yeah like, like I say whether we're playing Liverpool or Leeds or Northampton Town or Exeter City or it doesn't make no difference to me you know not at all Fair enough uh, any parting shots? Pardew's a knob <laughs> You heard it here probably not that first um, so, uh, Dan, uh, tell the folks where they can uh, find you. Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at eighteen seventy eight underscore WBA. Um, the website's been in a bit of a hiatus for a period of time um, due to other commitments, but we'll see if that changes as we head into the championship next season. Cool, and hopefully uh, you'll get to hear him on the championship show that we do. Uh, Don't rub it in there. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, Dan, thanks so much for taking the time out. Sorry things have not gone uh, to script this season, but hopefully uh, things uh, turn up regardless of what league you're in next year. Cheers, guys. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.